0: Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm
1: host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal
0: growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to the meant to be outdoors podcast. I'm your host Brian with my co-host Ben Brandel and this is another episode of our creation inspired series. This is the series where we look at things that are in our everyday lives that were inspired by things found in creation. Things that make our lives better but that God made best first. In the first week, we took a look at Velcro and how it was inspired. Last week, we took a look at paper. And this week, we're going to be talking about the most deadly animal in the world. Ben, I know you love these. This week, we're talking about how mosquitoes are inspiring painless needles.
1: You know, mosquitoes, I didn't realize they were the most deadly in the world. You think about hippopotamus, you think about crocodile... But a mosquito. Yeah. But then I get to thinking, yeah, mosquitoes are awful. They're the worst. Yeah, I don't know of anybody that's died from one personally, but I know how awful they are to be around and how they can make you literally go insane.
0: Yeah, they <laughs> they can ruin a fun night outdoors. I mean, that summer evening, it's gorgeous outside, 70 degrees. You want to watch the, the sunset, listen to this, the peepers, The bullfrogs croak. You go sit outside, and yeah, I mean, and then they just they just don't leave. That they're attracted to our our, us expelling carbon dioxide, so of course they're not going to leave. They they know we are what they want, and there is just no way when they're bad. There's no way to get away from them. There's
1: no way. You know, I mean, you have to literally leave the area. You have to. There was a time when I was teaching guides how to be guides, and we were stuck down on the bottom, Brian. The mosquitoes came out as the evening they came out i i I remember like how i was in tears because i couldn't leave i had to be there and just the noise alone just the noise of of 40 50 of them hovering around you but then also know that they harm people because they suck your blood
0: right and we said they're the most deadly animal in the world and to kind of give something quantitative to that one million, over actually one million people die annually in the world because of mosquito bites. Now, it's not the mosquito bite. It's actually what they leave behind, virus or bacteria that's actually killing the person. But it is transmitted because of a mosquito. And because of that, they are afforded the name, the most deadly animal in the world. And it is wild that this little tiny insect is kills so many people. When we have lions and tigers and bears and sharks and alligators and all these things that appear a lot more scary, but mosquitoes are the ones we should really be afraid of. Because of modern medicine, you know, especially here in the United States, we don't really have to worry about malaria and yellow fever, all these things that cause all these deaths, but over half the world still does. Right. Half the world still has to worry about that, and and so we should really be thankful. Uh, Never in my life have I ever had to worry about that. No, no, and I know there are people that have
1: become sick, um, from whatever a mosquito has carried in the United States, there are people, so you may know people um, those listening, you may know people that have become sick after after being bit. Mm-hmm. But for the majority of us, we really don't have to. So when you say it's the most dangerous, I'm kind of like, what? Like you're not really thinking about man, I have to be careful of those, right But it is because they suck our blood, and because they are sucking our blood, the question is, well, how come sometimes I know?" that they're sucking my blood, because I, I can film hack them sometimes. I had no idea that they were on me. The only reason I knew that a mosquito had even been on me is because I've got this itchy, itchy bump now. Right, Multiple
0: you, bumps, actually. You, you said how, much it, it, how awful it is to have them buzzing around your head, but what's just about as bad is the next day when you have 36 bites and you're yeah. just so itchy, and you're it's like, awful. I was outside for five minutes. Yeah, I mean, scratching and scratching and scratching. It's, yeah, you trade that for a little buzzing, but how many times have you heard somebody say, well, I only felt like I got bit once. How, where did all these come from? Are these mosquito bites? Where did all this come from? And that is because they are designed by God to have a painless bite or painless sting, however you want to say it. It's really more of a, a stinger than it is a mouth. Um, it's actually called a, a proboscis, which is, it resembles more like an elephant trunk, but it is a modified stinger. It's, it's kind of confusing. However, it is what penetrates skin of whatever it's going to suck blood of and most of the time we don't even feel it right most of the time we don't and you know even my kids outside playing
1: they don't feel them either right i see them land on them and that's when then i go up and remove them from my kids because you don't feel it
0: why do you think just speculate here with me for a second why do you think that god made them this way
1: Right. Well, I mean, you, you they told us God made them. The God Just made minutes them. minutes ago, you said God made them. Right. Yeah. So we go back to Colossians one sixteen. It says, "For by him all things were created." Yes. He made them.
0: And and in Genesis it says, "It was all good, very good." Yeah. In the beginning, God created everything. And so it was I'm going to say they're not very good now. That's because of sin. I I would guess that they didn't need to bite. They didn't need blood. So they didn't need to to. To bite humans or, or animals to get blood. However, because of sin, they do now. But my question is, why why are they designed to where it is painless? Because a mosquito doesn't care for you. Is that God showing his love for us? Hey, I don't want you to feel this. This this bug <laughs> is gonna need it is gonna need some blood, but I don't want this to hurt you. Why do you think that is?
1: You know, God created all everything we see and I believe he, he created it all for good, right? Then we had sin enter in the world, just disobedience, didn't follow what God said to do, and sin enters in. And at that point, now we have everything that's either unclean or bad. And, you know, we just talked about the most dangerous animal is a mosquito, but I'm going to tell you I don't think humans, I don't think we're adding humans into the mix. I think humans are even more dangerous than mosquitoes are, but they're both created by God. And, and when we look at humans, humans are just as sinful as anything else in creation. So we can't say that we're good. Mosquitoes aren't good. Everything is bad. And because everything is bad, coming from sin, that is the answer to why mosquitoes are sucking blood and doing what they do. So now.
0: basically what you're telling me is that mosquitoes need Jesus. They need him bad, <laughs> real bad.
1: You know, I think what's, what's interesting is you asked, well, then why did God create their mouths the way they did? And I'm not a theologian. I have not spent the majority of my life studying the Word, as, as some awesome men have that, that I can call friends. But I also know that our God is a creator, and I also believe that he created things, even in the beginning, he created them knowing what was going to happen, Mm, preparing them for that. You know, even us as humans, who we are, knowing what was going to happen, there are things about us that work in this sinful world that probably wouldn't if it was a perfection world. So. I think he he knew, he knew exactly what was going to take place, and all of these creatures that he designed, he designed them for that reason, and if it was a perfect world, then these mosquitoes would be doing something else, they would be doing something else besides sucking blood, right. and and needing blood, and what would that be?
0: Well, let's take an ecological look here, okay? So, we, we are in this world, we're living in this world now, and mosquitoes do serve, serve a purpose, so looking back to we did an episode goodness i don't even know it was a while ago we did an episode about um bug insect repellents which to use which to keep away from your equipment and in that we started to talk a lot about mosquitoes and kind of bust some of the myths and and share some of that and what we shared was that only female mosquitoes bite and the only reason that they need blood is for their egg production right and So they're only going to actually need blood during egg production, and only females are going to bite. The males, so the question is, what do they eat? Well, they're actually pollinators. They are going to be going to all these flowers and plants, getting nectar. And so we always think about hummingbirds and, and bees and butterflies as our pollinators, but there are so many insects that are important pollinators, and mosquitoes are one of them. So if mosquitoes play an important ecological role as a pollinator, if we started wiping every single one out because they couldn't get blood, then they wouldn't be able to fulfill their role ecologically. So, if we felt every mosquito that bit, if every animal felt every mosquito that bit, they wouldn't be very successful at procreating because they wouldn't they'd keep getting smacked or they wouldn't be able to get their bites. Horses would be flicking them off with their tails. If every animal felt every time it was bit, I don't think they would be able to procreate enough to carry out their ecological duty of pollinator.
1: Right. Well, then I think it also made a mosquito a silent flying insect as well. Like, I can hear it. So because now I, I can hear it, I'm swatting and I am on high alert. I'm on high alert like like a... <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I, I... <laughs> I'm not, not going to say it. I was going to use a... The... I'm on high alert when the mosquito's around. I, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to smash him. I'm going to find him. I know, him.
0: but even as high alert as you want to be, there's times where I'm like, hey, Ben, I'm going to smack you on the forehead real quick, and it's not just because I want to, even though I do. There's there's a mosquito on your forehead. It's biting you, and you have no idea. It's Botox. He's giving me Botox. Yeah, Botox, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many people have you been around, and you're like, hey, there's a mosquito biting you on right. your face, and you have to help him They have no idea no, it's there.
1: No, you're correct. My point, was, my point that I'm making is that, you can hear them mm. right you can hear them fly by so if they were this perfect predator to where god wanted them to be in and out without anyone ever knowing he would have to also take away the sound that they make when they're flying as well but he didn't the point that i'm saying is is that mosquitoes kind of trick you sometimes but not always but there are times when i've been bitten had no idea but once i have heard one or once i have been bitten I feel like now my senses are turned on. Yeah. And now I'm swatting at everything. Like whether that just touched my leg was a mosquito or not, I'm swatting it. And I'm moving and it's it's gonna be gone. Like that's how high alert I am because well, I hate the itch.
0: Yeah, I can see you now, like your sun brushes across the, your leg walks yeah. by you and you're smacking it by the bonfire or oh, something. Yeah.
1: yeah, it could be a fly, it could be anything. It's I'm smacking it.
0: So I feel like you tell me the perfect mosquito would be like a hybrid between an owl and a mosquito. Yes. They could bite without pain and fly without (laughs) making noise. They'd just be really be deadly. They would be. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be awful. All right. So let's talk about what actually makes their bite painless. Mm. Because researchers, medical researchers at universities, started overseas in in places like Japan, and they've actually put into production and implemented some of these. But here in the United States, places like Ohio State, I know over the last most recent years, have been uh, studying and researching this. The problem is, though, there hasn't been a lot of funding. They seem really confident in saying, you know what? We can do this. We can replicate what a mosquito does to a human into a needle, so that people can get the medicines and things that they need painlessly, but nobody's wanting to put money. We need funding and we could put this out. So they've done the research, they feel capable of doing it, but it's not really into production and being used in the United States, even though it could help millions of people because there's not a lot of funding going to it. But let's look at the mechanism of how a mosquito bites to see what these researchers are really seeing and why they think that it can help people. First of all, when you're when you're inserting a needle, the the pain that's caused from it really is dependent on three things. One, the contact area. So the, the skin and nerves that are in the area where it's actually making contact, the force that's being used to penetrate the skin. And then the angle of that penetration is going to matter a lot too. Is it going straight in? Or are you kind of tipping that needle back and going in at an angle? <laughs> Brian, people might be cringing right they now. They probably are. People <laughs> hate needles. Do I, you hate needles? I didn't even ask you that. You know, I don't hate them. Like
1: I'm it doesn't keep me from going to the doctor. But when they're doing their thing, I keep my head looking the other way. Hmm. Uh, the the main reason I do that isn't because of the needle. It's for me it's I don't like my blood leaving my body. And when I feel like it's leaving my body, it I kinda get nauseous. But the needle itself, no, no, it does hurt. For me, when they shove that needle in my arm, I can feel it. It hurts. Right. I don't enjoy it and I'd prefer to never have to do it.
0: I'll admit that it hurts, Mm -hmm. but I'll also say that I'm not going to say I like it, but I don't really care. Like, I watch, especially if I'm getting blood drawn. I watch. I want to see what they're doing. If I'm getting IV, whatever it is, I want to see because I want to make sure (laughs) maybe it's my lack of trust for the person. I don't know. I want to make sure that what they're doing is the right thing as far as I know. Right. And I don't want to watch that anything's crazy happen. So it has freaked um, some phlebotomists out before when I was watching. They're like, are you are you watching? I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing what's going down here. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't really mind it that much, but I will admit that initial, when it does penetrate the skin that first time,
1: it hurts. It does. It hurts. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a mosquito. A mosquito, there have been times I can recall where I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, I feel it. I felt it. But majority of the time, I don't know. I, I can feel maybe a mosquito land on me, but I honestly don't know when it's biting me or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell you, precisely when someone's placing a needle in my arm. Yeah.
0: yeah. No doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. (laughs) So why don't you fail the mosquito? Let's talk about their appendages that they have that they can actually bite, use their little needle-like mouth to draw blood out and, and leave their host really unknowing. And so the first thing is, and this is really surprising to me, but again, God knows better than we do because I don't think that a human would have even thought this, They have this, I mentioned it's called a proboscis. It's kind of like a stinger mouth, but picture a really microscopic, kind of a little bit hairy elephant trunk. And it's actually a sheath. And inside of that is actually what goes into the skin. So they're going to kind of draw this sheath back. And what comes out underneath it is this maxilla. And this maxilla, surprisingly, because we think about our needles and they're really smooth, it's serrated like a steak knife. And i'm like well i think i'd rather be cut by a razor blade than a steak knife like that rough but the what what researchers researchers have found is it makes all these tiny little points of contact so think about needles if you get hit with a teeny teeny tiny needle that you can hardly see it's not going to hurt as bad as a big one so the idea behind this maxilla being serrated is that tiny little points of contact are being made so it's like a bunch of little tiny needles secondly it vibrates the whole time they're inserting it it is shaking and vibrating the whole time so it's not just this one big push of penetration it's just the shaking vibration with the serrations that allow this to like really ease in secondly it goes in at an angle it doesn't go straight in so when you're talking from a physics standpoint about force anytime you're putting an amount of force in a small area the pain or the amount of force in that area is going to be higher. An example of that, uh, if you had a two foot round log and you set a 50 pound weight on it, that 50 pounds is going to be distributed around that two foot diameter log, all points of the ground. If you set that same 50 pounds down on a, oh what's something narrow, maybe an arrow? Say you stuck an arrow in the ground and you put this 50 pounds on top of that arrow, Well, almost all that 50 pounds of force is in the tip of that arrow. So that is going to be way, way, way more painful. If I set the log on you and put the 50 pounds on, it wouldn't really hurt you. But if I put an arrow down on your knee and I set 50 pounds on it, it's going to hurt, even though it's still just 50 pounds. So that's the idea about broadening the amount of contact that it makes with the skin. So when you go at an angle, it makes an oval shape on impact just like a needle. If a needle goes straight in, it's going to make a tiny, tiny little circle and that actually hurts worse than when going at an angle making this oval shape. So going in at an angle with serrations and vibrating allows this mosquito to insert its proboscis into your skin, find the blood, pull it out and not get swatted. They also have something that... Uh, they also have a numbing agent that they release and it's an anticoagulant. So. When they penetrate the skin, rather than our blood uh, clotting, it keeps it open and flowing, and it's a little bit of a numbing agent. So what these researchers are thinking, what they're saying that they can do, they can literally build... They're calling them microneedles. It's hard to do on a big scale, but something... um, It wouldn't be like a a way to draw blood or give blood through, but something like to give insulin through for a diabetic or maybe to take hormones through for people that need hormone therapy. These people that that need medicine given through a needle every single day, but it can be given through something small. The problem is they're saying it's expensive to produce and it wouldn't be that, it would be expensive for the consumer as well. So people aren't wanting to fund it and get behind it, even though they're saying we can produce this. Right? They're, they're literally talking about building a needle that has two smaller needles inside of it. One would come out and inject that uh, numbing agent and the other would come out with its serrations, just like the mosquito, enter and vibrate as it's entering into the skin. They're literally building a big mosquito right. to deliver medicine. They are. You know,
1: I think it's pretty cool, though, that man can study God's creation to find better ways to, to do what we're already doing or to make it better or to make it simpler or make it more comfortable. That is so awesome. Well, we've said before...
0: You know, so many people use science as an argument against God, but science is of God. It's a gift given to us. The fact that we we were able to create microscopes to study a mosquito's mouth and, and the whole mechanism of how it works is amazing in itself. But then not only can we gain an understanding of God's creation in a mosquito, we have the brains and the abilities and the resources to go replicate it. Yeah. It's it's all God's design. It's all God's will and, and it really is amazing and I hope to see these in production in the United States someday because there are so many people that rely on needle injections, medicine delivered through a needle every single day, that if these could be out there it could take pain out of their lives, it could take the dread of having to do that every day away from them because it's not going to hurt them like it was before.
1: Yeah, and I wanna add that, you know, our our doctors just Anyone in the healthcare, I mean, they have done a great job at making it as coverable as they can. There are antiseptics. There is there is um, different ages. applications out there right. that you can place on your skin that numbs the skin before they even give you any uh, any kind of needle in the arm. So we are already kind of replicating what mosquitoes do in regards to we numb it before we we either. No, no matter how we use a needle, no matter if we're injecting or taking out. But um, you know, we already kind of do that today. Which, thank you, thank you for all those that, that truly care for us that that don't want us to be in pain. Right.
0: The part of it that we're not doing that I that really was surprising to me because you think about every needle that you've ever seen or every needle you've ever been stuck with, they're smooth. Right. And intuitively, you would you would want something to be smooth to not catch and pull out. But when you look at a mosquito, they have this serration. It was amazing to me when I learned that. That's yeah. why I really wanted to share it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that this is an invention that can come out and come into production. We have it uh, to 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 help people, and it is just another testament to how creation is so amazing. How God knows better than us. You know, we have another episode or two of this series coming up, and we're going to talk about a couple of things that they we, humans are trying to replicate them. But they're so amazing and so out of this world that we can't. And I can't wait to share those with you. I hope you guys are enjoying this Creation Inspired series. It's one of the reasons I became a biologist, became a scientist, because when I go out in Creation and I look around, I am I am in awe and I'm am in amazement. And I want to share that awe and amazement with you. So I hope that you guys will come back next week for our Tuesday episode of Creation Inspired. If you're enjoying this podcast, We've really had some people stepping up lately, leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts. And if you have, I am so thankful for that and so thankful for you. If you haven't had the opportunity to do that yet, it would mean so much to us to help us move up the charts so other people could listen as well. Just take a moment, click on the leave a review, leave a rating, and tell us what you think of the podcast. We'd be so grateful. Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. That's a great way to support us as well. Whatever platform you listen on, hit the automatic download and subscribe button that is it for this episode of the meant to be outdoors podcast we will be back on thursday and as always between that time we hope that you find time to get outdoors thank you for listening to the meant to be outdoors podcast hosted by brian hoffmeyer and ben brandell please help us by subscribing also follow along on tiktok instagram and facebook